Welcome to One Chapel. We're a family of neighborhood churches in the Austin area. Our vision is to help people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. It's a place to connect, grow, and serve the communities where we live. You can learn more about One Chapel and how to get involved at onechapel.com. And now, here's this week's message. Here at church last Sunday, you're really confused by that bloopers roll. You're like, what is going on and why is that guy spitting food at me? Well, don't worry about it. Just, just come to church more often. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Cheap pastor shot. That's ridiculous. I'm so sorry. Hey, my name is Brent. I'm the campus pastor here, and we're really glad that you're here. Thanks for coming to worship Jesus with us. Um, I, uh, I actually, I moved to Kyle in 2016. Uh, my family and I, we've been living out towards Dripping Springs, and um, we've been here actually since 2010 because we, we came with Pastor Ross and Amy to launch the church, and so we've been working, doing everything that we could, you know, as church planners. I oversaw next-gen ministry and students and kids and learned a bunch of stuff I didn't know how to do, websites and graphics and just all that church planting stuff and speaking and counseling and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and we, we, I felt like during that time that there was a little bit of a stirring happening in me and that God had some kind of a transition coming. So the time came for us to look to buy a house, and we'd been leasing and renting because we kind of pushed all our chips into the middle of the table to move down here, and so no paychecks coming in, and uh, you know, sold our house in Colorado, and so waiting for the time to buy, and the time came, and so we started looking at Kyle because we thought, well, you can get a little more house for a little less money in Kyle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so... Um, so, and, and we had a bunch of friends here that we loved, and we already, we had a lot of connections down here in Kyle, and so, so we, we bought a house down here, and it was really fun, but that summer, we had to do a bunch of stuff. We, we, we sold the house, we moved, and with about, about three or four weeks, we moved, we did a tag summer camp up at Highland Lakes, I think I got a picture of this, we did a tag summer camp, so a bunch of crazy students worshiping and stuff like that, moved, tag camp, and then got on a plane to go to China for a vacation Bible school. And so we went to China and had an incredible experience uh, with Eric Gomez and his family, but it was really hard. And we came back, and I was just dead. So we went on a vacation, and on vacation, I got a call from Pastor Ross. And Pastor Ross said, hey, Brent, you know, we just planted one chapel, Kyle, in January of 2016. And so he had been coming down and speaking and kind of helping with that launch alongside of Mr. Nathan Emmert. Many of you will know Nathan and Shannon, their family. Love them so much. They're my greatest friends. And Nathan was transitioning out. And so he said, Brent, I think you're the guy that's supposed to pastor the campus. And I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't looking for it. But when he said it, I knew that this was God's next step for me. And so a bunch of other things happened that caused me to realize yeah, that that is my current course in life. And so we said yes. And, and in September of that year, we became the campus pastors for One Chapel Kyle. That's me and my beautiful wife, Maria. That, look, I'm handsome. And, uh, and then there's Aurora and Ewan and Reese, our kids. And of course, they've grown a lot in the past several years. Um, so, so since that time, we have had a wonderful ride together, haven't we? Oh, thank God. Um, I, uh, I have. And so today, I want to do something a little bit different. Like, we just finished our How to Pray series and kind of capped that off last week. Next week, we're going to start a new series called What Went Wrong, and we're going to talk about the disappointments that come in life. And we, and we all have some. If you haven't, look out, it's coming. And so, so today, we've got a little bit of a pause, and we're going to take a beat. And I just want to talk a little bit about where we've come from 
and a little bit of where we're going. So I don't do this very often. It's going to feel a little bit different today. Is that okay with you? Can we do that? Can we brag on Jesus a little bit and talk about where we are and where we're headed? Because the reality is 2019 was a pretty incredible year for our church, both globally and locally. So in one chapel global across the region, we had 126 people baptized this year. Isn't that awesome, everybody? I know, man. We had 393 people in Catalyst, our leadership and discipleship experience. That's a lot of people being discipled. We had 130 unique groups across the region and 192 non-unique groups. So 192 groups overall, three semesters, three churches, people connecting in community. I love this. We had more than 700 people on Team One serving. More than 700 people using their gifts and talents and serving across the Austin area. Uh, And this is probably my favorite. We had 363 people make a commitment to Jesus in 2019. Come on, you can do a little bit better than that. That's really good. Thank God, that's what we're here for. Uh, We supported more than 30 global missionaries and 10 local mission outreaches. We gave over $250,000 to global and local missions, uh, to church planting, and to benevolence, just taking care of the people right here in our own city, in our own church people in need. One Chapel College is in its fourth year of training, and it's got its biggest enrollment yet, and it's really spread out according to generations and ages, so older people and younger people all pursuing the call to ministry and figuring out what that means. We all participated in lots of serving outreaches and local schools, and um, we did some field days and property beautification across our campuses uh, in schools, and we also started something called Healing on the Streets. And we've had a bunch of, <laughs> and we had a bunch of people out on the pedestrian bridge uh, downtown every Saturday with some flags up, some chairs out, people walking by and getting prayed for to receive healing, and they're getting healed. Yeah. And they're not just getting healed, but they're actually they're giving their life to Jesus and incredible things. And listen, it's hard, it's hard hard work, but Jesus is faithful and doing a bunch of great stuff down there. So I just think we should thank God for all that. Can we just just? It's awesome, everybody, and that's you. So the truth is, I don't really like talking about numbers a lot, uh, because I I think that numbers don't always give you the clearest or fullest picture, Um, especially when you talk about things like attendance, because it's just not the full story of what's happening. I do, however, think that they can be helpful, and so they can be indicators. So we had a fantastic year right here in Kyle. Last year was awesome, everybody. So from November and December of 2018 to November and December of 2019, we had a 15% growth in attendance. No, that's significant. That's a big deal. Like church experts will say, hey, if you're growing at 10%, that's good, healthy growth. And you get up into 15, it's kind of like, whoa, bro, slow your roll. Like you're not able to have the systems and take care of people as well as you should. And you got to work hard to make sure that people are not falling through the cracks. And so all of that is reality. Now, in, in February, actually, the number of people coming is actually up from that. And so thank God for what he's doing here. We are growing. And I'm meeting new people all the time in the five-minute party. And they're connecting. And by the way, if we've met over the past few weeks, we're so glad that you're here. Welcome. Welcome to the church. Welcome to the family. We want to do everything that we can to help you get connected around here. One chapel overall, our Easter attendance was 2,200 people across one chapel. And right here in Kyle, we had 69 of those people. Do you remember it? It was crazy because we had an 8 a.m. service and we all said, oh, ain't nobody coming to that. Actually, I said, I'm not coming to that. (laughs) You guys go ahead. I'll be there a little later. 
And so we had this 8 o'clock service, and people started coming in, and they kept coming in, and they kept coming in. We had some curtains to help it feel closer and more family-like, and we had to push them back. and put, We had a full house at 8 a.m. Right. And I was like, what's wrong with all of you? <laughs> we had a great time, though. And on Easter alone here in Kyle, 74 people said they want to begin a real relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, that's really, really good. Let's talk about TAG really quick. TAG students, that's our middle school and high school group. Uh, they're, yuck, yuck, yuck. They're, they're meeting over in the house every Wednesday. They've got over 60 kids packed in there. I watch them. They've got a broom that they just keep, and they just have to take and just kind of stuff them all in there. Like, just get in there. Make sure they all get in because there's not enough room. They don't actually do that. You can keep sending your kids there. It's safe. But <laughs> no brooms are involved. Uh, but the reality is they're at capacity, man, and, and they're, they're growing, and we're still looking for the next best step for them because we don't want them to have any kind of cap. We want them to keep growing because the reality is Zach and Misty are doing an incredible job, and those kids are growing and, and deepening in relationship with Jesus, and we're so grateful for them, and, and the worship that's coming up out of that place on Wednesday nights, I think it's some of the most passionate and wonderful and heaven-like worship that we got going on in one chapel. And I'm so proud and thankful for them. Um, One Chapel Kids is expanding here as we grow. So a couple Sundays ago, we have 15 babies in our nursery. No, that's exactly right. I hope what you did was, woo, because that's, that's about right. And, um, and it was crazy. Now, the, the, the incredible thing is the team did a great job. They got people in there. Our ratios weren't broken. They had enough leaders to kids and, and did all the right things. But that's a lot of babies. That's a lot of diapers, if you know what I'm saying. And so it's a wonderful and beautiful thing, and it's too many. And so we have to consider that. We have to think about what we're going to do, and we have to start. We're, we're already planning and having some conversations and strategizing. How do, we, how do we keep growing with how we're growing? Um, but, in, but alongside all of that, that group, man, every one of those teachers is doing a great job. When you see a kid's worker wearing a black One Chapel kid shirt, you need to say thank you. Because they're back there showing them the love of Jesus and teaching them, training them, digging down with them, helping them to know Jesus. I'm really proud of what's happening back there. But we haven't just grown numerically, we've also grown financially. So a couple years ago around here, we couldn't even pay our own bills. Like we were just barely there, but by the way, that's normal for a church plant. And the way that we plant churches, we, we plan for all of that. So that means that Lake Travis and Austin campuses were supporting us a little bit. But this year, we paid all our own bills. Plus, we started contributing to the regional budget of One Chapel. Plus, we started saving money to prepare ourselves for the future. So come on, everybody. That's really, really good. Thank God for that. It's awesome. So here's what that means. Over the past few years, through your giving, through legacy offerings, and through some large gifts that have come in, the generosity of people, uh, we have saved over $300,000 to get ready for the next step. Not bad for a little church plant in the theater. And so thank God for all of that. By the way, I've had a couple questions recently about One Chapel's finances, and those are good questions. And we actually used to have a meeting every year where we'd invite people to come and look over it all and hand out spreadsheets, those things that give me headaches, but some of you like them. And so just talk about the finances, but the reality was those meetings were so poorly attended <laughs> that we just said, well, let's not do that. That's a lot of work, a lot of effort. So, so we have an open book policy about our finances. And so if you have questions, you can ask those questions and we're happy to answer those. And actually we have the incredible blessing of having a couple of our directors who help us oversee and make wise decisions about that here in our church. So Thomas Fedorko is one of those and Larry Foster is one of those. And I'm so thankful. Yeah, can you thank them? They make sure that we're safe and we're making good decisions. And I'm grateful for them. And so you have questions, I'll be happy to help you answer those. Happy to answer all those. But as I said, numbers aren't the full story. Because within every one of those numbers, there are real people. 
And I could tell you story after story after story of people who are far from God, who have come near, who experience freedom in their lives, who are, who are moving on. I mean, I'm looking, over, 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 I'm looking out over this room right now, and I can see faces. And I want to tell your story, but I didn't ask your permission, so I won't. But sometime we need to tell that story. But we just got back from Catalyst Retreat, and we had a... Yeah, and we had, we had a fantastic time, and we had a, we had a testimony time. Did you, did you grow up with those? If you grew up in church, you grew up with testimony. You grew up with that? And uh, we like to call it tell your story now, but back in the day, it was our testimony, and it's good. And so, so we, had, we had about 50 minutes. Like, I had to say, okay, stop, enough. Stop. We got to move on with the evening. We got to go home at 6. And so we had people come up and say, I, I've been able to forgive my abusive father. I, Jesus did a work of healing in my heart. There was one person from here at this church that said, um, I have dealt with overwhelming anxiety my whole life, and I am free. Amen. So all that stuff is happening. I don't want us to lose the individuals on the way, but in many ways, honestly, we just feel like one chapel is just getting started. And most of you know that we have a vision for 10 churches in 10 years. We currently have four, and we're always looking and strategizing and planning on where the next one's going to be. And the reason for that is, is because Austin is a very unique region. Now, uh, the, the average in America, you've got about, for every 10,000 people, there are about 12 churches. 10,000 people, 12 churches. That's the average. You go to a place like Dallas, you got 10,000 people, 30 churches, okay? That's how, that's how it works. But, and this is a little bit old, so I don't know exactly where this is today, but this will give you a picture. Now, in the Austin region, it's five churches for every 10,000 people. We have work to do. And that's why we believe that God has dropped this vision into our hearts to plant context-sensitive churches around with campus pastors, knowing the community, not on a video, nothing wrong with a video teaching. We use it from time to time, but people local on the ground with what's going on. Uh, so we call it a family of neighborhood churches, and that's what you're a part of. And by the way, if you were unaware of that, if you decide to call One Chapel your home, that's what you signed up for. Right, good for you to know. Uh, and so each one of those churches has a vision. All the same, we help people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. And so if you decide to call One Chapel your home, that's what you get to do. And so we're going to help you move from where you are to where God wants you to be. And the goal is, is that you then will be one of the people that helps other people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. That's what we're doing around here. So if people are going to go on that journey, though, they're going, to, they're going to experience a few things. And we think that it's the story that happens. You see it outlined through Scripture. And I believe it's the journey that all of us have to go on as disciples of Jesus. And here's four things that we believe He wants for you. And it's the four things that we want for you. We want you to experience God. We want you to experience His life and presence. So what I mean is we want you to be in a real relationship with Jesus that deepens over time. We want to experience his presence for it to mark you, help you to stand out apart from the world, guide you and lead you. We want you to have that so his presence is moving and active in your life. Church isn't your religion. You actually have a relationship with Jesus. And we think the place where that easily starts is on Sunday morning. So you experience that a lot here. We spend a lot of time worshiping and digging in and, and striving for that and looking for that. And of course, his presence lives in us. And so we want you to experience God and keep doing that. But we don't want you to stop there. We actually want you then to find some freedom in your life, to settle all the garbage that's happened in your yesterday, to deal with your addictions and your hangups and your issues and your wounds and your history and your past, all that stuff that keeps you from living the very best version of yourself that God is destined for you to live. We want you to settle that stuff. And we believe that that really happens through relationships. 
It happens when you show up at a group and you say, I'm going to take my mask off. You take your mask off. Let's be real with one another and let's actually talk about the deep stuff and let's progress forward and find healing together. That's how it happens. So we think that you find freedom if you show up in a group. And we want you to do that. And by the way, it's time, everybody. It's time to leave that stuff behind. We got a new season coming up in our lives. It's time to leave it behind. Then we want you to not just stay there, though, find some freedom, but then we want you to discover your purpose. Why am I here? Who is God destined for me to be? Because I believe that he's assigned purpose to every single person. And so what is my specific thing that God wants me to do here on the earth? Every Christian has a role, and some studies say that that 9 out of 10 Christians never actually get to that point. And so we have Catalyst that helps you discover some of that about who you are. And you just heard a bunch of people shouting about the Catalyst retreat they just went on because they're discovering some of this for themselves and they're still excited about it. Um, But we don't want you to stop at discovering who you are and who you're supposed to be. But we want you then to move on to the final thing, which is we want you to make a difference. That's what you're here for, to actually make a difference in the lives of other people, to actually take what you've been given and give it away. And by the way, this is where the greatest living is. This is where the greatest life is found. It's not perfect, but it's so much better. So we're all in this process, and we're somewhere along that path, and you are in that journey somewhere, experiencing God, finding freedom, discovering purpose, make a difference. And all of us need deeper levels of that. We'll come back to that in a second. But where are we headed? If we're going to do that together, where are we going to go? Well, I just want to give you a brief overview. We've got one chapel, one chapel Lake Travis. And One Chapel Lake Travis is doing great. That, of course, is our first building that we purchased. And it's the first real church that we ever owned, which was awesome. Uh, and so they're doing awesome. Maybe you've been there for Falltober or a Catalyst Retreat. They're doing great with Russ and Courtney Walker. We just launched Liberty Hill last fall, and so Liberty Hill is doing amazing. That team is growing with Andrew and Karen Fortner. We're so proud of them taking a 50-year-old building and making it their own. And that was a lot of work and a lot of money, and they almost didn't survive it. But they did, and you helped, and they're doing great today. Then, of course, there's Austin with Ross and Amy Parsley, our very first campus that actually began in the AMC Theater at Barton Creek Square, right there in the malls where we begin. I don't know if you realize it, but we got a long history in theater. <laughs> and so, so we started there, and they've been in a commercial office space for the past several years that's not enough space and is too expensive. And so Austin is actually... I don't know if you know this about Austin, but it's really hard to just buy land. There's not a lot of it just laying around. And so they're getting ready to move. They're purchasing a building, and they're moving in. It's a church called Austin Cathedral, and Pastor Bill Hart is looking at his next phase of life and ministry. And a bunch of those people from Austin Cathedral are already joining our church. I'm meeting you, and we're so glad that you're here. Welcome on board. It's so good to have you. But they're going to start some renovations here in the next couple months, and they're going to move into that space. Here it is. They're going to move into that space sometime later this year. So we're doing renovations right now, making it more like us and what we need. And this is an amazing opportunity for us as a church, everybody. It's a really cool day, and we're so thankful for it. And of course, that leads us right here to Kyle, right here with me and Maria, having a good time. And Yeah, you're nice. Um, so most of you have been in a process with us of praying about and, and this purchase of this particular land that we've been looking about. What's our next step? And we've been, I've got a picture. We've been looking at this land. It's where the house is, 3601 Kyle Crossing. It's a beautiful space, about five acres. And we have not purchased this land so far. And we're actually still in this discernment and wisdom process. And I'm going to explain that specifically here in a minute. But I know that many of you are ready to go. You're like, come on, man, let's go. Why are we still here? Why aren't we there? Well, it, there's no building on there yet. So that's one of the reasons why we're here. 
We don't actually own it, so that, that's another issue. But, but I totally understand that sense and that feeling. I'm ready for those next steps too. But what I've always said to you is, I am asking God what he wants us to do, and we're going to do that. Amen. We're going to say yes to whatever that is. And so, look, what we've done in the past couple years has really been remarkable. From not being able to pay our bills, to saving up, to, to having a, some numerical and financial growth that actually is above average. And what that means for us as a church family is, is that we grew up this year. We did. We grew up. We put our big boy pants on. We did. We're not a kid anymore. We're actually, we got keys to the car. We got a job. We're responsible. We're driving around. Like, that is who we've become. And there are a few things that come with growing up, and we've done these these past year. So now, that, what that means is, because we've grown up, we, we're contributing more to the overall One Chapel regional budget and all the ministry that happens out of there. And everybody, that's awesome. Austin was carrying too much of that load, and so now that means that we can help significantly, and that's awesome. It's a weighted percentage from every campus, and so we're actually doing it. We're doing more like we grew up. Like we're paying some bills. We're making it happen, and it's awesome. We should thank God for that. We also, we've adjusted a little bit how we do salaries, and so just simply, some of you are bored. You're like, dude, who cares? But some of you are like, so so I'm just going to say it. We're, we're adjusting salaries, which means that it was in the regional budget, and we took those out, and we put those in the campus budgets, and that gives us a more clear picture of how each campus is really doing and helps us to operate in the way that we really should. And then we're also, we're joining with Austin and Lake Travis in contributing, providing support to Liberty Hill this year. So we planned for that. That's what they did to us. That's what we're doing for them in their first year to help sure, make sure they get going. And so that's a great blessing. Think about that. You're doing that. You're giving and making sure that they have what they need. What are we doing? Well, we're just contributing to the family because we're a family of neighborhood churches. So we're already purchasing this building in Austin. And since we're members of a family, it's, it is difficult to make two large purchases at the same time. Ross keeps saying, you know, it's like sometimes when you're a family, not every kid gets to play club sports all at once. Sometimes one kid gets the investment and then the next season, the other kid gets the investment because it's too much. It's not wise. You don't have the time. You don't have the money. And so I think that's a good, a good illustration for us. It's often true. And by the way, I'm good with that because I'm a member of the family. So for both of us to go all in on two properties right now, we feel like would be a little unwise. It would be too much of a drain on our current finances, and we are committed to being good stewards of what God has given us. So we don't think that's the best decision today. And again, I just want you to remember, they've been in a commercial office building longer than we've been alive. Okay, it's just, it's just good to think about and remember. So we do, we have money for a down payment on the land. But did you know that once you make a down payment, you have to keep paying? And then did you know, you like, you got to have money to actually put a foundation down and build a building? Did you know that? Well, I was shocked. And so, <laughs> so uh, I wasn't shocked. Uh, I know more about that than that, so you should rest assured. But... <laughs> But honestly, we have enough money for that down payment. It's amazing, a miracle. But we don't have enough monthly giving currently to support our church here and what we're doing and to do all of that. Like we'd be in a really challenging position for potentially years. And we don't feel like that's the best step for us right now. I don't have any, I don't have any desire to put you through a difficult and strenuous process. 
I want us to do what God has called us to do. So today, I, here's what that means. That means that the directors of the church and the One Chapel leadership, we kind of decided that we're not going to make that land purchase right now. It doesn't actually mean that it's dead. It's still there. It just means that we're focusing on one thing at a time, and we're making sure that we're going to be good stewards of what, of what the stuff that God has given us. And we're entrusting that land to God's timing and purpose. And if he says, this is it, now's the time, we're, so we're just releasing it to him and saying, all right, whatever you want. So today, you guys, I want us to celebrate. I really want us to celebrate because we still have this saved up for our next step. Like we have a building fund. We have some savings that we can use for things. And it's considerable for our little four-year-old church plant. Who knows what God might do with us? Who knows what other options might open us up for us? It may be that land later this year. Uh, or it may be another building that we don't see yet that's not going to take as much time and as much energy and as much money and be faster like that. I'm praying about that because I want the fastest option. So, so I've asked you to pray, and I'm sure you have, and the team has been praying, and the directors have prayed, and we feel confident about that current position. We feel poised. Kyle is poised and ready for the next thing. And we're waiting for that right thing, right place, right time. And honestly, I've got a real peace about that. And I feel excited about it. I was standing out on the land uh, just before the end of the year. And we mowed a path so we could walk around and pray about it. And I, I stood at one place. And I, right there when you walk into the first little bit, and you turn the corner to go around the back. It's right here, actually. I stood right there. And I looked down that pathway and I was praying and I was listening and I felt like God said, just like this path has been mowed down, I'm going to clear the path for you. Now, I didn't actually have a sense that he was saying, I'm going to clear this path in this land. But I, but I felt like he was saying, I'm going to clear the way. I'm going to get you to the right place at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. I had a clear sense of that. And so I want you to have faith as you look at that. He's going to clear the way for us. I believe it's going to be easier than even we thought it would be. Yeah. And it's going to be the right thing at the right time. So in the meantime, what does that mean? Well, here's what I want to ask you to do. I want you, with me, I want you to grow where we're planted. Will you just decide we're going to grow right here where we're planted? Like, here's the truth. Evo provides us opportunities that we're never going to get again. They've got people, we got people every Sunday walking in, going to a movie with some popcorn, going, there's a church here? That's weird. That happens all the time. And then they come to five-minute party, and they come to church, and they're like, oh, this is cool. And then they come, and they talk to me. They're like, hey, this is amazing. There were people in a theater, and it was like they were experiencing God. And I said, that's right. That's what they were doing. That's part of the vision. <laughs> and they're blow it just happened to me last week, and they're just blown away by it. So all these moviegoers just walking by. Actually, that's where we get our elders, right there. <laughs> it's not. That's not true. That's not That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's not true. Uh, we will never have this opportunity again to reach the people in the way that we can now. So will you just decide that we're going we're gonna to do it? We're going to grow right here where we're planted, meaning we're going to go for it. We're going to reach Kyle and San Marcus and Buda. And we're going to sharpen up everything that we're doing. We're going to relook at Team One and leadership development. We're going to look at kids and we're going to look at worship and we're going to look at services. And we're going to look at it all and we're going to have big smiles on our face and welcome people to church. And we're going to make sure that we can continue to grow here as God brings us the people. So I want you to ask, I want to ask you, will you go with us on that journey? Would you please? Like, come with us. Let's go. 
Let's do it. Let's, let's not just look at a thing in the future. Let's see what we have now. By the way, I want you to realize a building is not necessarily vision. <laughs> building isn't vision. Helping people move to where God wants, that's vision. Yep. Not build, building helps, but we do have one. And so let's just decide we're going to be about the vision of what we're doing here. Why don't you guys come on up? We're going we're gonna to try to close here. But, but we're kind of taking inventory today as a church. Talk to you about many of the blessings we've received. Talk to you about a little bit where we're heading. But, but here's the thing. The church is, it's us. You are. You're, you're a big part. You, you, are, you are this. And so I want to ask you to do something with me today. There's a thing that happens in thermodynamics. Uh, it's, called, uh, it's called entropy. Are you familiar with this? So entropy basically just says if you leave something alone, it's going to gradually decline into disorder. So if you leave it alone, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse, and it's going to decline into disorder. You already know this is true. <laughs> because, because if you don't do something with this body, it starts to decline. And as I get older, there's more disorder that's happening. Right? You know that's true. If, if, you, uh, if, you, if you don't invest in your marriage and actively work on it, there's entropy that happens in your marriage, your friendships, your relationships, your significant others. And it, it declines. You, 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 you head towards disorder. It, the same happens with your job. It happens with your kids. Everything. You leave your yard around here for three seconds. And there's weeds everywhere. I, don't, I can't keep up. Entropy. Same thing happens to us. In our relationship with God, as we pursue Jesus, as a church, as individuals, entropy happens. I feel like, for the most part, I feel like I'm a pretty okay Christian. I'm doing my best, unless I'm driving on the road. <laughs> and, then I, and then I have work to do. And so people slow, they don't know how to drive, they're just messing everything up. And so I'm, I'm mad, I'm just like, oh, oh nice, way to go, bro, oh, good job, like, really godly. And Maria, Maria, she sits over here and she's like, calm down. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with you? And then she'll say, they might go to our church. <laughs> to which I say, yeah, and I'm the pastor. I'm going to teach them something right now. That's my job. And you're sitting at a light and, and the light turns green and they don't go. You know? And, and she, the rage. I'm half a second late already, so now it's a full second. Like, why aren't you going? And you know what they're doing because they're doing this. And so, so what you do is you go, me, me. But what you want to do is, like, go. Hey, everybody. I said this sometime last year, but today, as we're taking inventory out, as your pastor, can I just say, beep beep, <laughs> beep beep, it's time to go. We have a vision, we have a future. We've defied the stats, like what, it's an amazing thing that God is doing here, and you're doing it. And so, so I want us to make sure that we don't entropy. So I just wanna ask you four quick questions. I know some of you are getting nervous about the blanks. <laughs> I want to ask you four quick questions. I promise to be quick. We got to go. Um, I don't want you to entropy. 
So if you're going to join in with us, if you're really going to be a part of this church family, I want you to ask yourself today, how's your relationship with God? How are you doing with God? Are you experiencing Him? Are you experiencing His life? Is His Spirit setting you apart? Or are you saying, well, it was pretty good last month, but I'm not doing so good this month because I'm just I'm experiencing some entropy. There's a verse, it's, um, it's Romans 12, 11. It says, never be lacking in zeal. Don't lack zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. There's a fire, there's a fervor, and if you don't feed it, it goes out. How are you doing with God today? Do you need a little more of that fervor in you? Have you entropied a little bit? That's okay. But would you just decide today, if you're feeling weak, you need to experience, it's not that hard. All it takes is this. God, I welcome you. Will you decide, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read the one-year Bible. Uh, I'm gonna pray. We just finished a series. I'm gonna go listen to the podcast. I'm gonna do what we talked about. I'm just, I'm gonna invest. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take the next step. I'm gonna take the next step. Also, how's your freedom? Have you experienced some freedom in life, but maybe you're stuck? Are, are there new levels of freedom that you could get to? Yes, I know there are, because there are for all of us. There is for me. So what new levels of experience, what new levels of freedom could you have? How have you entropied? And the way that you get to that, I think, is you say yes to community and you say yes to groups. You say yes to joining, taking your mask off first, being honest with a group of people that you trust, and that takes time. Allowing them to be honest with you and through those relationships, it's the conduit through which the Spirit of God flows. And you find freedom and healing. It's the way that it works. It was designed that way. Thanks for joining us today. If God is doing something in your life or you're looking for ways to get connected, you can learn about groups, teams, and more at onechapel.com welcome. You can subscribe to future messages from One Chapel on your favorite podcast player. And of course, you're always invited to services every Sunday morning at 9.30 and 11.30. See you next time.